0: This week on inside motorsport we look back at malala's round of the shannon's motor racing nationals and also the speed tests at eastern creek i hope you'll stay with us joining us on the show is gary o'brien the national editor of auto action and Gary, what an interesting couple of weeks that you've had, over to Malala in South Australia for the Nationals, and then the speed tests at Eastern Creek last weekend, which uh, had quite a variety of cars.
1: Uh, hi, Greg. Yeah, it's pretty fantastic, actually. Uh, quality racing all around, you might say, and starting with the Shannon's Nationals, second round for the year, the sixth event for Shannon's Nationals, it started in 2006, and of course... Um, I don't know what was leading the way, there was so much good action going on, but I suppose V8 touring cars would get a plug, Ryan since won all three races, the X Falcon, straight round uh, Vodafone car, and um, out of Triple Eight, of course, and uh, he'd beat home, Justin Ruggier, the probably wondering who he is, he's uh, driving for Ben Eggleston Motorsport in a uh, uh Holden, which uh, actually won the 2000 uh create supercar championship in the hands of uh, Rick Kelly. And uh, Ruggie's background is racing online, would you believe? And uh, he's obviously uh, transferred that into um, the real thing uh, with quite a deal of success.
0: Yeah, Ryan Simpson, he's uh, campaigning, of course, a car that's still in the livery of the uh, Vodafone Falcons for the most part. So he's uh, just really bought the car and, and despected it to what he needs to do to run in the Kumo series.
1: Well, Got good him, there's no doubt about that, and um, good team as well with Sonic Motorsport helping out there with uh, uh, Graham Ritter uh, calling the calling the shots from the on the headcans. So yeah, that is a, it's a good car. It's only just been restored to its original glow, uh orange and silver livery. It was running in his own colours last year, and, of course. He had a double in uh, in the V8 Development Series that cooked around.
0: One lot of cars that are great to see back on the uh, the track are the sports sedans. And uh, no surprise when you see uh, Riccadello at the front of a sports sedan car field.
1: Well, no surprise either that he uh, broke the uh, sports sedan lap record as well, which he did in race one, I beg your pardon, in race two, which happened to be the Clem Smith Cup, um, a prestigious award. At the top of each year at the Mallar round by the uh, circuit owner in Clem Smith, and at the same round, and this is the exception rather than the rule, we had Des Trophy, <laughs> pardon me, Ball Trophy, the um, uh, in honour of the late uh, 2009 champion, and uh, uh, he won that as well. So he had a clean sweep on the day. Darren Hossack could do nothing but uh, follow in his weight In two occasions, was going to be first, uh, second. In last but unfortunately had a, a tire go down on him and uh, didn't be and allowed uh, young Steven's master to get the runner-up spot in the last race. Mm. Unfortunately, their numbers weren't good but uh, having the first round in South Australia probably didn't help a lot of teams that were based on Steve.
0: You're talking about I think Ricardello's in a Alfa Romeo. Is, now is that Hossack's car running the Audi?
1: Yeah, it, uh, well, it was originally uh, the eight as a seat pillar was an Audi, and the rest of the course is space frame, and uh, both cars run a, a pretty mean to liter a chef with probably around about 800 horsepower. So they, uh, they may resemble what their original make is, but, uh, apart from that. No, they're uh, they're quite a different beast, and uh, there's more uh, emphasis put on new cars now being built from blood. Most uh, people will know a lot about that. It's uh, you, you actually make a clay model of the, the vehicle you want and then you cut your panels off it, put, wrap them around a um, a space frame and away you go and that was how Terry Bailey's car was built, the Aston Martin and I think there's a few more in the pipeline and it'll go down that way. The, the base being that you don't need to have the original car or part thereof to uh, form the basis of your racer.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's a, it's a pure racing uh, category where it's all race car with a body and a basically a manufacturer's logo thrown on the front of it for uh, goodwill.
1: In the old days of uh, getting your old uh, Tarana or whatever and hotting it up and going car racing are basically redefined as improved production these days rather than sports sedan.
0: One car that is very much uh, available from purchase at the dealer is a GT3 Porsche Cup Challenge car. And uh, Well,
1: actually it isn't because these cars of... are, are, are actually built for racing. You now, you can't buy these for the road. Uh, particularly the um, 996, 997 and the latest uh, 991s that are racing in Carrera Cup. But to to further the point what you're saying, we did have uh, the third round of the GT3 Cup Challenge, and that was won by John Goodacre. He won two races out of the spree. racer Ross, series leader, won third. But good result for Goodacre on home turf and on his uh, wedding anniversary as well. What a good way to spend it. Thank you, wife, for the races.
0: Yeah, and of course, I, I should have said you can buy these cars... Directly from Porsche as race cars, they so you're yeah, totally sure. right.
1: You don't you don't. Yeah, buy you get them something you. that looks like you get something that looks like it out of a dealer. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's, there's that many uh, definitions of Porsches. I'm I'm not sure of one from the other. But they'll tell you there's R and there's Cup S's and there's. Yeah all sorts of different ones and a lot of variety there of what you can buy and and what are defined as your race cars.
0: Very important uh, launch at Malala was the new vision for Formula Ford racing in Australia and it was great that the Shannon's Nationals found a way to keep Formula Ford at the national level if not in the same configuration as what it had been for the last 30 or 40 years.
1: Yeah, well it, was here. well, it was originally the, the Formula 4 Driver of Europe Series when it started, and the winner usually got a run in the at Formula 4 Festival, which was um, on late in the year, so it was a prize that everyone uh, uh, strived to attain. Then it became the Australian Formula 4 Championship, and now it's called the Australian Formula 4 Series that loses the championship status. Tams has uh, decided that they're going to go down the path of Formula 4, uh, an international formula that... That isn't quite so international because each country has its own chassis and its own engine so I don't know how that's all going to work out but we wait in this to see what happens there but in the meantime Former Ford Series had 22 starters and some of the best in uh, the Shannons Nationals put on this year were in that category. Uh, Hamish Hardman was on pole but he um, eventually finished second to James Dalton who won all three races but brilliant weekend for them a great start to their season and particularly as most of the competitors are from the east Seaboard to, to make that journey over there so look out when they get to wheaton in uh, june and we we'll probably have something like 30 odd cars
0: mm. now the uh, shannon's nationals makes its way to phillip island for the next round in late may last weekend though gary you were down at eastern creek or oh, sorry sydney motorsport park and uh well it was a amazing mixture of cars and also some very famous drivers out there.
1: Yeah, well, this is a different event. It's called the Sydney Retro Motor Fest, and what it's designed to be is an alternative to the Tasman Revival, which um, I think there's going to be a, a, still a Tasman race program, but not the Revival, as we've seen, because that meant importing a lot of Tasman-type cars to run for the Tasman Cup, of course. Um, but now, with this, what they've, they've gone for a more relaxed, a uh, way of uh, doing a race meeting with lots of displays, lots of merchandise, and then get some of the Formula One cars out there and do some laps in it, and of course, amongst those Formula One cars, we had the, the Williams that won the World Championship in 1984, uh, Alan Jones, we had uh, a Surtees that was driven by, my uh, 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 well, name escapes me, uh, from V8 Supercars, uh, director of uh, race... Tim and we've had uh, we had a um, uh, Benetton BMW Turbo, Gerhard Berger amongst uh, a lot of cars. We had a big 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 engine McLaren there from the US, um, the Chest R R Four, quite a few cars. So all these cars doing laps, and uh, the noise is spectacular, as you could well imagine when Formula One cars get that boost. And uh, some of them actually raced the, uh, the 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 uh, the, the Lola, Beatrice Lola, race and. One of the benefits on the race as well. So, but um, in the race itself, uh, Thomas Lee, uh, fascinating enough, in his um, Chevron B20/24, uh, won the Group q and r Boston Racing uh, quite easily. Um, in uh, Heritage touring cars, David Cow was the early uh, pick to, uh, to to take the medal in his ex-JPS H- BMW, but unfortunately had a blown head gasket. Eventually, um, the races were uh, taken by Ron Markham in a Nissan Skyline Turbo, um, ahead of Bill Pye in a uh, DJR Ford Mustang. And we also had uh, uh, races for Group N Historic Touring Cars, Big Pearls there, and uh, races shared amongst John Wright and the Farana and uh, Michael Henderson in a and GT, which was performed formerly raced by uh, uh, Chuck Elsgood in the um, the Anti Series quite a while ago, so... That car's got a bit of history. That's the thing these days. Even replica categories are now getting history because they're getting passed on to different people. Uh, But uh, while I was saying with Group A, Group C, of course, they are the genuine cars from the era. And um, uh, with um, uh, the BMW and the uh, Nissan I spoke about previously, and, of course, the Group C cars were in there with them as well. And there was a great dice there between an RX-7 and a Commodore, which probably would have raced against each other in the day. So uh, that that sort of stuff sort of brings back a lot of memories for people. They love all that sort of stuff. Had quite a few incidents, uh, red flag situations. Probably the worst of it was uh, uh, a guy by the name of Damon Hancock in the uh, Group M and O race. Uh, the car had a cockpit fire, and he suffered, suffered superficial burns and was taken hospital, but uh, no skin graft or anything, so that was okay. And um, so yeah, and as well, there was another. Uh, uh, red flag situation in Q and R where one car rolled over the top of another, uh, but fortunately everyone's all right. But these these cars obviously being genuine race cars; they're they're not easy to replace, and uh, <laughs> you've got to race them or you've got to just sit there and watch them. So that's <laughs> the, the way it goes.
0: Well, Gary, always a pleasure to catch up with you, and look forward to speaking to you another time on another occasion here on Inside Motorsport.
1: Yeah, it's good to get the word out, and uh, yeah, keep that Shannon State in. in 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 mind, because it is being live streamed on Sunday. That's late May, of course, from Phillip Island. Four categories running, all in enduro mode. We've got GTS doing 101 laps. We've got the, the great summer 4-hour for the AMC, or the Amp as we like to call it these days. Radicals are racing there, and, and Ferrerah Cup uh, calendar for the first time.
0: Well, looking forward to it. That's all we have time for this week on Inside Motorsport. Till next time round, keep smiling, and bye for now.